0: And uh, welcome, we're glad to be together to uh, worship today. I'm uh, Pastor Rafe, uh, one of the pastors here at uh, New Horizon, and we welcome you to worship with us. It's a beautiful day in uh, September. I know that uh, many places are always watching about hurricanes and storms, but it's a beautiful day today, right? And it's a great day to for us to worship God and to praise God and to lift up our, our praises to God. So let's do that in song. Let's uh, come together and sing. Um, Stand with us if you're here, if you're joining us online, stand and dance around wherever you're at. Let's sing together. Another day. We thank you for allowing us to be in a place where we can worship you in spirit and in truth. Lord. We ask you this morning that you'll come down in a mighty way. And that you'll be in this place. Fill this place with your anointing, we pray now. In the mighty name of Jesus and all God's people say, amen.
1: seated. My name is Pastor Lisa, and I want to welcome you this morning to worship, if you'll join and bow your heads for our opening prayer this morning. Wondrous and generous God, your gifts are overwhelming. Your sun lights the way for our journey, and your stars puncture our darkness. Your living water quenches our thirst and your broken bread opens the door to eternal life. Your healing touch binds up our wounds and your forgiveness washes clean our sin. Wondrous and generous God. From the four corners of the earth, a chorus of praise erupts. The ocean roars and the trees shout their joy. From the deepest depths of our being Our prayer searches to find words of adoration. You are patient and kind, even as we wander, distracted, lured by the trivial and attracted by the quick solution. You are full of compassion and truth, even as we stumble in relationships and hesitate just outside the doors of justice. Wondrous and generous God, come now. Bring comfort to those who agonize over broken relationships, who mourn the depth of what used to be. Touch those whose bodies need healing. Liberate those whom addictions hinder their full potential. Surprise those whose days are filled with sameness and whose joy has ceased. Wondrous and generous God, come now. Make this church a place where seeds grow, where joy is shared, where songs are sung, where peace is shaped, where dreams are born, where sorrow is comforted, and where ripples of love spread. We pray as Jesus taught us, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. anybody have a guess? <laughs> we do. Every year, we, ha- we support a pumpkin patch, and it sounds like it's probably just a fundraiser for the church, right? No. It is an mission outreach project. We get a chance to touch people in our community spiritually. We get a chance to visit with people. Um, I have so many patch stories I could share with you about what wonderful things happen, what connections are made. And How much we all benefit from being together out there? It's sweet and it's old-fashioned and it's charming But it takes a lot of work and the way we do that is we have we have three trucks that will come The first one is October 2nd. Do you believe that's week after next this year? It's just gone, right? Um, so the week after next we will get our first truck around 8:30, 9 o'clock in the morning if you want to come and help us Unload the pumpkins, and yes, we literally touch every single pumpkin, um, 25,000 pounds about per truck, and they have to come off that truck and be put on pellets in the field. Um, Some of them are smaller, some are bigger, so there's a way for you to help no matter what your physical ability is. Um, Also next week we have our big 40th anniversary celebration. You're going to hear a little bit more about that, but because the pumpkins come the week after, we still have to set up the patch. On that morning so Saturday morning one of our best volunteers is sitting in the audience here you can't see him at home but he just went oh. <laughs> um, so we're gonna set up the patch at 8 o'clock Saturday morning the 25th so if you can come help us we just arrange the pallets we put out the wood we make sure all the signs are up and everything's all pretty for when people in the community get to come so I just want to take a second and say a quick prayer over our patch Father God, we thank you so much that we get this opportunity. We get this opportunity to be a real presence in our community and to show people the love of Jesus through those little orange orbs, amen.
0: Pastor Lisa, there are other days people can help and serve, right? And we have a online sign up kind of thing. Sign up, Genius, out next week so you, know, so you can sign up and, uh, and help out because one of the real blessings that, that I love about the pumpkin patch is the mornings when the pumpkin patch is, uh, is happening. Um, a lot of the preschools from the area come over, and so if you want an opportunity to be with children and to connect with our community um, during the mornings, during the week, that's a great time for that to happen because um, uh, all those wonderful uh, kids are here and schools are here, and it's just a, a great and, and wonderful experience. So there'll be opportunities for, lots of opportunities, not just on Saturdays for unloading, but lots of opportunities to, uh, to serve and reach out into our, our community. But speaking of children, here's a good passage from Mark where Jesus makes children kind of at the center, at the forefront of um, what the kingdom of God looks like. So here we are in uh, Mark uh, chapter 9, beginning at uh, verse 30. From there, Jesus and his followers went through Galilee, but he didn't want anyone to know it. This was because he was teaching his disciples the human one will be delivered into human hands. They will kill him. Three days after he is killed, he will rise up. But they didn't understand this kind of talk, and they were afraid to ask him. They entered Capernaum. When they had come into a house, Jesus asked them, What were you arguing about during the journey? They didn't respond, since on the way, they had been debating with each other about who was the greatest. He sat down called the twelve, and said to them, Whoever wants to be first must be least of all and servant of all. Jesus reached for a little child, placed him among the twelve, and embraced him. Then he said, Whoever welcomes one of these children in my name welcomes me. And whoever welcomes me isn't actually welcoming me, but rather the one who sent me. Amen and amen. Most gracious God, may, uh, may we be led by a child this morning. May the children in our lives give us glimpses of your kingdom. Amen and amen. So next weekend is our anniversary celebration, yahoo, 40 years, New Horizon has has been around for, uh, for 40 years, and that's a great celebration, and we have so many things happening, because you know, the scripture says, you know, you've got to welcome it like a child, and so we're going to have a big party, because you know, children like parties, and so we're going to have lots of stuff going on, um, we'll be setting up for pumpkin Saturday morning, and then we'll have this uh, uh, great kind of like open house of our new building and uh, a mission fair with all of our mission opportunities for serving and ways you can give and serve and, and share in our community. And there are like dozens of these things and there'll be, you know, tables and information all over the place. And then they'll, of course, there'll be those fun things that we like to do. There'll be food here because you can't have a party without food on that Saturday. There'll be food trucks here that will... Uh, Uh, have food for us that day, and there'll be some sort of climby, bouncy, jumpy or things for kids to be on. Who knows what it will be, but it will be fun for kids, and the kids will get on, and they'll go, hey, can I do that again? Can I do that again? Can I do that again? You ever have a kid like that, right? Can I do that again? Can I do that again? Can I do it again? And they want to do it over and over and over again, and they come, and they'll be a part of that. We're going to, and we're going to do our best to keep everything, you know, safe and and secure and, and clean for everybody, And so Saturday is going to be a a great day. But that's not it. The party continues on Sunday. On Sunday, we are going to have one worship celebration at 10 o'clock. Repeat that with me, folks. One worship service at 10 o'clock. Everybody uh, together. It will be streamed online, and so you'll have a live stream of it also. We'll have this great worship service. Um, if you, those of you here at this service now, if you want to come next Sunday at nine o'clock because it's, you know, just in your pattern or you'll forget about it, not to worry. We'll find something for you to do to help us set up and to help us get ready. You know, there'll be something for you to do, including, I think, a little prayer area where you can pray for the day and pray for us. And so I hope that you will be praying for this great celebration and and this uh, big party and, and all of that. And so after the 10 o'clock worship service, we're going to kind of move and see the uh, new building and go to the new building, and we're going to have a, a, a consecration over the uh, the new building and, uh, and, and pray over that and consecrate it and give it over to God. We won't really dedicate the building because you can't dedicate until you pay off what you owe, and so if someone wants to write like a $1.5 million check this week, we can dedicate it next week, but... Um, Uh, But, uh, you know, but we'll consecrate it, we'll pray over it, we'll have uh, leadership here from our district, uh, our area, that will be helping us to do that, and our founding pastor, Reverend Gary Spencer, will be here to share with us that message that day, and and he's real excited about coming. Uh, Actually, Gary and I have known each other and and worked together and been uh, somewhat friends in the ministry um, for many years, long before I... uh, before I I came here in fact I remember coming here I said Gary this is the church you started he says I said tell me about how the church started tell me about your your vision and your mission and your purpose for the church he says we were a new church getting started we were like in a middle school and you know I guess our vision was go get people you know go get people go get people what a what a great what a great vision that is um, that that sounds like a childlike thing, right? Go get people. You know, let me go get make more friends. You know, that's what children do. You know, Jesus put that child right in the middle of them. So, we have this big celebration next week, and we next weekend, and we do this big event. And then what? What happens next? What do we do next? What's what happens next? What's up? The story we read from the scriptures today is the what happens next after the big event. Because you see, the context of this, what had happened before, was that Jesus had taken some disciples up on the mountain, and he had been transfigured. He had been um, kind of, uh, you know, put in this place of, Oh! you know and the light shines and the halos and you know all this and this is my son whom i'm well pleased and jesus has this look of dazzling white and elijah and moses show up and there's this big event on the top of the mountain and the the disciples see it and oh it's good for us to be here and there's this there's this great experience of the presence and the power of god in jesus christ in this wonderful event and then they come down off of that mountain and the disciples have been working with this man who uh, who's, uh, has like this evil spirit, and he hasn't been able to be healed, and so Jesus does this miraculous healing. And the man is healed, and, and there's, so there's this healing. And so you have this experience, and you have these, this healing, and then Jesus is teaching them lessons. And the twelve, what do they begin to do? What happens next? They argue over who's the best. Who's the greatest? They argue over who's the greatest. Who gets more? Who has more? Who holds more? Who is the greatest? And Jesus has to say okay, look, I don't want you to be childish, I want you to be childlike. And this arguing over greatness, that's childish. But to be childlike, that's to be open to the kingdom of God. It's not about greatness. That's not what our anniversary is about. And that's not what a church is about, is about being the greatest church. That's not what it's about. But it's about this humility and vulnerability of a child that comes to serve and comes to give and comes to share and comes to make new relationships and build relationships. The goal of a church is not to be a great church. The goal of a church is to serve and care like children, for children, with children. Often we talk about New Horizon as a mission outpost in the community that worships together. Too often we think about church as only that place where you go or show up or click on the television or click on the computer and uh, you see something for an hour and you've got your religious pill. And the more people you have and the more money you have and the more buildings you have, that shows how, how great you are. But that's not greatness. What God is looking for is for this humility, this humbleness, this, this openness of a child. The goal is not great. The goal is to be open to all, to be open to something that's new, to be open to the learning. The goal is this humility and the service that cares for the most vulnerable. Like a child, or like children that come together, you know, they, they always want to play, they always want to do it again, And if you ask a child to help you with something, guess what they want to do? They want to help, right? Some of our best helpers and best packers of our Nourishing live food are the children that come with the scouting troops or the school groups or whatever, and they get in there and, oh, they want to help. You know what I'm talking about, right? You've you've had a child in your household, and you say, you want to help me set the table for dinner? Oh, yeah, I want to help you set the table. I want to do this. I want to help you do that. They see you doing something. It's like, how can I do that? How can I learn to do that? How can I How can I help? But we say, hey, we need folks to set up pumpkins on next Saturday morning. Oh, I can't. You ask adults, and they don't necessarily want to help. You know, that's too much work. I'm busy on Saturday morning. There's somebody else who can do it better than I can. You know, we want to run this event or do this ad- you know, as part of our community. Oh, I'm sure there are people who have more time and more expertise and better than I am. But kids are like, how can I help? Kids are open. They're a clean slate. They're open to relationships. They're open to learning. They're open to new experiences. They're open to the helping. Children are filled with this humility and vulnerability and weakness. And that's not only okay, okay, that's good because that's what God uses. If you want to be a servant, if you, want, if you want to come into my kingdom, if you want to be great, you have to be the least. You have to be vulnerable and weak and humble and that becomes what God uses and this is what Jesus values and this is what the kingdom looks like. This little child that Jesus is clinging to and embracing. Too often what happens when we become adults is the openness turns into these demands we put on our life or feel in our own life. When we become adults, it's like you got to produce. you got to do and and be productive and, and produce. And then when you produce, you have to preserve. You have to hold on to it. Don't let it go. And then you have to procure. You have to get more without cost if you can or with as little cost as possible to your time, energy, or resources. And so you have to produce and preserve and procure and keep going. And keep going. When a church is born, the church is like a child. It's like, let's go get people. Let's go make new friends. But now, but now, what is the church like? I want to share with you a bit about the context in which we find ourselves here at New Horizon. Let me start by saying, you know, our vision is 3D. Our vision is 3D. 3D. You say, a oh, three-dimensional? Yeah, here are our three dimensions. To help people discover the love of Jesus Christ, to develop as disciples of Jesus, and to deploy as missionaries in the world with the power and the gifts of the Holy Spirit. In fact, if you see the scriptures around the buildings, they all are pretty similar You've gotten something good so that you can do something. That's what they all kind of say in in together. And so we are about this 3D to help people discover, develop, and deploy. And And to do that work. Now, the other thing that's happening here recently that we've learned about in the COVID era for the last year and a half, we've been streaming things online. We're glad that many of you all are joining us and uh, and, uh, um, engaging in worship with us uh, through our different digital formats. But what we're uh, stepping towards is a fully digital campus of church. In other words, you can do everything of church community as best we can in some sort of digital format. And so you'll be able to do those kinds of things. In fact, we've taken the first step. We've taken the first step. We've relaunched an entirely new website. If you didn't catch it this week, you catch. I mean last week, take a look at it this week. It's an entirely new website. It's got all the parts and pieces in it that will help us launch into this digital church uh, platform. You're going to see coming uh, very soon. Our next step is we're going to develop an app, and through a church app, You'll be able to, uh, to engage in worship. You'll be able to engage with other people. You'll be able to engage in, uh, in signing up to serve and help and be a part of things. So when someone says, hey, do you want to set the table? You can say, yeah, let me click on my app and I'll help set up, you know, and I'll do that kind of, kind of stuff. And so you'll be able to engage. You'll be able to give. You'll be able to pray and share prayer requests and do all of that in a digital format. Go find out about studies and find about information about things and all that kind of stuff. The other part of our context is that in the next year or so, we're, we've already been experimenting with and utilizing and hoping to, uh, to continue to grow uh, a worship and giving and mission center in our Everglades campus, which is a little further west of where we are, in fact, almost all the way to the uh, Everglades. And so we have that that's coming after this celebration. The other thing that's a part of our context is what I like to call COVID economics, and uh, COVID economics um, is just kind of weird how economic things are working. Our costs are are going up considerably. In fact, in COVID, who's sort of a church taking on two new facilities and two new buildings? But but we've uh, uh, done that in order to provide these community services and feedings that we do through our mission and ministries. And so some of our assessments for just being present in a city, have, have gone up, and so the cost is going up. One of our blessings is, is that our giving as a church ha, during this COVID economic era has remained pretty steady. Not a great decrease, not a great increase. Our costs are going up, but thank you for your faithfulness that um, we've been able to remain pretty steady uh, through that, even as the world gets a lot more expensive around us. And so um that's our context and that's where we find ourselves but our context in our community always pushes us to be more and more welcoming to be more and more open like that little child that jesus clung to there says this is what it looks like you've got to welcome you've got to welcome those and our community pushes us to that because our community is very dynamic very multi-everything, and so it's reflected in our congregation, and our community. It pushes us to be open, multi-racial, multi-cultural, multi-generational, multilingual, multi-lifestyles. <clears throat> if I just look around at the handful of people that are here, all of that is represented right here where we are, right here in our community. And so the question becomes, Are we open? Are you open? Are we open in our hearts like a child to the very next thing that is coming? Because it will be about engaging people. It will be about building new relationships. I thought of it this week. This is the image that came to mind for me. New Horizon is like a church on a playground. That's a good child image, isn't it? You ever take a child to the playground? Take a child to the playground. That's a fun thing to do, to take a child to the playground. All those apparatuses, all that equipment for them to get on and to play on. And on this playground that that I imaged, there was this tall climbing equipment. Because, you know, climbing is fun. You know, you've got to climb up. Whether it's a ladder kind of thing or a rock wall kind of thing, you know, climbing is fun. You, you know, there's Methodist Church that's actually even building a rock wall into their New sanct- new worship area there so people can climb, you know, while they're there. I think it's a crazy thing. So you got this climbing apparatus, this climbing apparatus on this playground, and the children are climbing, and the parents are watching. And some of the children can climb up there, and some others, you know, they're really struggling to get up there. And a child is struggling to to get up that apparatus. Does the parent go and grab the child and put them on the top? No. Because the goal is not to get on the top. The goal is to learn to climb. The goal is to learn to climb and to to get up there. They're there to learn to climb. And so after the party next week, we get to go to the playground and climb. And climb the climbing apparatus. And then when we climb it, guess what? We get to say, can I do that again? Can I do that again? And can I do it 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 again? We all know what children are like, don't we? Can I do it again? 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 After the party, we get to go to the playground. Amen? Amen. Most gracious God. We are so grateful that the playground of your kingdom is among us and around us in the beautiful tapestry of your people in our very community. Give us hearts that are open to climbing new relationships and new opportunities. Give us hearts that are open to receiving love and sharing love. Lord, we thank you that we are invited to play in the playground of your kingdom and to share in the blessing of your love through Jesus Christ, to share in the blessing of your love through the power of your Holy Spirit that comes over us. Oh, Lord, give us hearts filled with joy that is running toward your kingdom playground. Amen and amen. So um, let's take some moments, um, however, wherever, and what's ever best for you to respond to God's uh, word in your life today. That, word, that response may be in the form of a prayer. It may be in the form of singing with jubilance the song. That response will include giving, and we have opportunities for you to do that uh, through our technology. And if you're here, there are baskets for you. But let us take these moments to respond to God in a significant way and, and sing our praises to God. Amen. Would you stand with us as we sing the song, the blessing? I've got to share a little addendum to the message because the opening words of that are a blessing from, uh, from the book of Deuteronomy. Numbers. Numbers. It's in Deuteronomy too, isn't it? Numbers. Well, Sorry. it's all over the scriptures. It, it's in the Pentateuch. <laughs> it's in those first five books of the Old Testament. But the reason that they struck me is because it reminds me of being a child being a a young adult, being a a teenager, and saying that benediction at the end of every gathering when we came together. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make His face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. It called back into me that child-likeness that first caught me in the power of God's Spirit, where I couldn't stand still. Not like now where I'm a laid-back kind of guy that's always still. But, you know... (laughs) It reminded me of that time when I couldn't stand still. I couldn't keep my voice down. I had to do it over and over and over again and continue to share just anything that was going on in my life at the time. Um, May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make His face to shine upon you. May the Lord lift up His countenance upon you and give you peace. May the Lord give you grace and mercy and blessings and fill you with the spirit of childlikeness so that you will just run to the playground of God's kingdom and climb again and again and again and again and again. Amen Amen. and amen.